Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, a podcast for and about the people of the Nashville restaurant scene. Now here's your host, the CEO of New Light Hospitality Solutions, Brandon Still. Well, hello, Music City. I hope you're safe. I hope you feel well. And I hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. One aspect of social distancing is reconnecting. Why not, right? So while we're physically can't like hug one another, I found you can certainly reach out and get a hold of people that you may not have spoke to for a little while and reconnecting with an old friend is always a good idea. So um, with this episode, I've been able to check in with some people that I care for deeply and I'm pretty excited. So if you're out there and you're listening, call an old friend, find out how they're doing. Chances are, uh, chances are they're not great. But you know what? A call from an old friend uh, always brightens up your day. So stay tuned. This will be a lengthy episode. Uh, I hope you enjoy. It all starts with Matt Simons, the original Matty Ice. And right now I've got Matt Simons, chef. I'm so happy that you were able to join us tonight. Thank you very much. So I've met, I've met, I've known you for, gosh, I want to say 13, 14, 15 years. Uh, I think it's probably 15 or 16 years, but yeah. I met you, you were the executive chef at the Marriott Vanderbilt? Yep, Vanderbilt, yep. Wow, and I was so afraid of you because <laughs> you were this stature and I was so brand new in this business and you were so like, you first of all, you're the ice man in town, right? Yes, sir. So tell me, um, for people that don't know who you are, if you've been anywhere in Nashville and you've seen an ice carving... Who, by chance, who did that? That would probably be me. <laughs> so this guy, Matt Simons, what is the name of your ice company? If, if somebody out there needs an ice carving right now, what is the name of your ice company? Well, my ice carving uh, was specialty ice carvings, but uh, I have recently passed it on to my partner uh, because I've gotten old and my knee doesn't like me anymore. Oh, okay. So, but, you know, 30-something years as an ice carver, that took its toll. So it's a young man's game now, especially living in the freezer. So now it's just culinary. Well, I have no... So right now, so let's go. I'm going to go over a little bit of your timeline. So I met you. You were the executive chef at the Marriott Vanderbilt. And then you took over the Hilton downtown. From there, I went to... Uh, was that right? You went there next? Village, which was a retirement. I wanted to you know, learn some of the retirement stuff and all the specialty diets. So I was the uh, director of uh, culinary there, food service director. And then took over corporate chef for place called local taco and the small restaurant wasn't my biggest thing and ended up taking over the garmage area and lead hot for the convention center for a couple of years and now i've gone to uh started as an executive chef for 121 in-flight donata catering and has been promoted to the general manager and we do commercial flights vip flights so uh, now you're doing in-flight for you're the general manager and executive chef for 121 in flight in flight catering yep in flight catering uh, owned by donata okay and uh we do specialty airline uh we do all we do british airways um, and some of the american airline flights to los angeles all the vip catering for all the uh airports within a 120 miles uh Anybody that wants anything special, I mean, we just had, we did stuff for Mike Bloomberg a couple weeks ago. Oh, wow. So whoever wants the specialty stuff, we do that. 
Yeah, for sure. So with this new podcast, Nashville Restaurant Radio, kind of one of the cool things that we're doing is we're identifying all of um, all of Nashville. So kind of the purpose here is if you work downtown, you don't really know what's happening in Brentwood. And if you work in Brentwood, you might not necessarily know what's happening in East Nashville. And my goal is to bring all the restaurant people in Nashville together. And I think one of the major parts of hospitality in the city is the airport what's going on in the airport so i thought that your perspective was pretty unique because you've got airlines and the airline business right now i imagine is going to be affected pretty greatly can you go in and can you just kind of tell me a little bit about what you're seeing from the airline industry what's happening at the airport what are you dealing with when did this first come on the radar for you it came on the radar about three four weeks ago uh talking about the coronavirus uh our company, we're here in Nashville, but we also have uh, a unit in Boston, Los Angeles, San Francisco, JFK, and uh, uh, one in Canada at the moment, and opening in Dallas and Houston. So we're all over in the big hubs, and it started off with, you know, here's what we need to know about all the sanitation things that started happening, you know. But this time, no flights were being endangered. You know, nothing was really going on. And slowly but surely, more of the, hey, here's what you need to watch out for. Now we need to do this. Now the drivers need to wear masks on the plane, you know, especially if we do an international plane. Now it's uh, gloves with everything. And slowly but surely, the what we call PAX count is what, rest, uh, what regular restaurants would be reservations or, you know, seat that button seats. Sure would go down and the last probably four weeks there's been an average of probably five to eleven percent drop each week and the last two weeks it's been to the point where sometimes i don't know how the airlines was uh some of the airlines were actually paying for fuel you know we had the max flight we do for british airways here is 250 people out which 250 meals and then some of the flights only had 40 people on or 30. there is some drop in the winter times but nothing like this and so going on going forward we're seeing what's happening and then slowly but surely some of the international flights were being canceled now it was posted over the weekend and became knowledge as of today at midnight for our company it's the last flight for british airways coming out of nashville so just for for people listening right now, we're recording this. It's Monday the 16th of March, so as of midnight tonight. Right. Okay. So we put out our last flight tonight, and we got all that information. You know, we heard it, everybody heard it for the weekend. You know, Trump is going to possibly do this, which, you know, I understand for health reasons. You know, now you see the hotels and everything downtown, you know, possibly closing bars, closing restaurants. Operland laying off people. Now the airports. Oh, it's done. They've closed yeah. the bars. That Broadway's closed, man. Right, and the airports like our San Francisco hub. Now you can buy some food in certain restaurants, but you can't eat in the restaurant in the airport. But you still gotta go sit down in the seat next to somebody. So you know they're taking precautions, but you still don't know what's going on. But then officially today, because of this, we had to lay off ninety-five percent of our staff which is brutal in an environment right now where so many people in the hospitality business are out of jobs 
there is not a job to be found. Mm. And, you know, they can collect some unemployment, you know, and through our company, some of the management have taken pay cuts or managers, you know, work five, six days, will get paid for four. This is voluntary, you know, but it's what we got to do to keep a job. And even our higher-ups did the same thing. So it's affecting everybody. And as far as I saw, Tennessee has 51... Uh, 51 reports right now or something like that you might know better than I do but I mean it's it, I think it's going up every minute yeah and like when we had H1N1 I mean that was drastic and then all of a sudden it stopped I do think yes people's people's lives people's health are very important but however I think the media has blown a lot of this out of proportion which has scared people to death and I do understand you need to take action Unfortunately, some of this action is devastating. It's more devastating to the people that work in the fields. You're still going to have to go to the store. You're still going to have to buy food. You're still going to have to go to the gas station. You still, most people still have to go to work or they work in the house. You're still breathing the air. You know, and uh, I don't go to, no one goes to a hotel or a restaurant and, you know, I'm sorry, don't take this the wrong way. Spits on people's foods or does whatever. You know, it's one way that it's passed. And I understand shaking hands, stuff like that. But it has devastated the hospitality field right now. So I, I think it's it's definitely devastated. I mean, I so this is something that I've been talking about. And we've been game planning this thing for, for a little while now. Because I think Thursday it became real. And I've said this many times that when everything, when the world got canceled, when Italy went completely under quarantine and then all the major sports got canceled, the March Madness is canceled, I think everybody went, oh my gosh, like this is this is crazy. And it's not just like a Nashville thing. It's This is nationwide. This is across the board. And it's not only the hospitality, it's every industry. And it's, so that's why, I'm, that's kind of why I wanted to do this is I want to get people's opinions as to what are they going to do? What are, what is your... What is your plan? What are, are you guys doing something for the employees you've had to lay off? Do you have any recommendations? Do you have any thoughts? Like, what is, what is your, um, what are you, what well, are you, like what are you saying? Every other business is out there. Our employees, everyone was guaranteed a job when the business picks back up. Unfortunately, we cannot tell you when the business is going to pick back up because we don't know yet. We gave everybody authorization letters and approved any, uh, any uh, unemployment that needs to happen. But at the moment, I mean, that's all we are able to do. Uh, the food that was left over that we can't save, we are actually donating to the tornado victims in Red Cross or Nashville Stable. You know, so nothing like that's going to go to waste. It was been on the, that's on good. the thing. Uh, we've got, you know, the, the water that we purchased, you know, for airlines, not the bump. There are what we call bonded. So that comes in from the airline from international. So it stays bonded. But whatever we can donate, we're going to donate. You know, so nothing, nothing goes to waste. And then we'll have a skeleton crew running for the. We still have uh, planes that go from Nashville to Los Angeles that we're servicing. And you know, so far, when we talk to American, those flights are unaffected, but they can only say uh, ten to twelve days out at a time. Okay. And there, are, uh, we just found out like two other airlines for our company that's out of other uh, another. Uh, stations, you know, they've canceled all of their flights. Uh, wow. The TAM and the 
international. But are you seeing wide? What's that? Are you seeing domestic flights? Do you think domestic flights will start being canceled? Uh, domestic flights are already going down, uh, especially since uh, I heard today pretty much Vegas is closed. I don't know if you're allowed you know, to say uh, flights are going down. You can say they've canceled. I'm just, I'm just kidding. It, it's well, no, you're right. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, you don't even, you know, the supermarkets. Look at the supermarkets. You know, there people are binge purchasing stuff, which stuff is still going to be there. The restaurants still have stuff. You know, well, so if I mean, you're afraid to go out and eat. Why don't they close the drive-throughs? They're just closing the. Uh, you know, I thought that dining rooms are closed but you can go up right to the drive through they don't have gloves on there's no mask there no one's in there you know so it's kind of a catch-22 why are you closing this or doing this you still serving people there well you restrict the amount of people in the restaurant but you're still cooking so i'll say it this way um i had a conversation today where somebody said hey i still go out i'm young uh, I, you know, I, I know i'm not gonna die from this disease i still want to go out and hang out with my friends i have income why, why do I have to stop going out to restaurants? And, you know, while there's a side of that that I go, I mean, that's logical for you to think that, but there's no time in our lives that we've ever had to be more cautious about decisions that we make that affect other people. And Correct. when we are, I think the government's seeing that, if you look at Italy 10 days ago, they had like one death, and then yesterday they had 350. And it just escalates so quickly. And this... I think the reaction may be a little too late. I don't know. I'm not making a political statement here. But if you look at what we're doing by not allowing people to go out to dine, out and eat, we're basically saying that we don't trust the general public to make these decisions themselves. And I understand it. If we're saying people need to eat and the person working the drive-thru is safe and everybody that's coming to work there, we have... If we're managing just the people that are working there and we don't have to manage the people that come in to dine, we can sell food out of drive through And I kind of understand that because people are going to need food. And I think it's up to each individual restaurant. And I see a lot of restaurants are closing until this thing goes. It, look, you know what? It's our social responsibility. We're just going to close all together. And hopefully the people that, you know, we have to pay rent to are cool and I get that. I mean, it's it's such. It's, I don't know what to do. I don't think anybody knows what to do. It's that's why I'm. It's why I want to have these conversations. That's why I'm so glad well, you, you came on. A great conversation about social responsibility, but as you said before about the person that's you know why is it affecting me? I mean, you and I are not spring chickens anymore. And remember, when we were 20 years old, you can go out and party till two minutes before you had to go to work, and you walk in and you're perfectly fine. We, well, we acted. We at least acted yeah. like it. And we don't recuperate like we used to, you know, and, but, you know, the smart person now is, look at financially, I don't know if I should be go out, because people right now don't, I mean, none of my employees do, they were going to not have a job tomorrow morning, until they showed up, you know, people didn't know these are shutting down, but the people that, in the restaurant business, they, you know, and I, trust me, I'm not against the restaurant business, I believe that we should be safe, but, how do you know the people that are doing your food is safe? I mean, I think you don't. You don't. You don't That's... know the people. You don't know the people that you're buying the food from at the store is safe. But when yeah. it's coming from Amazon, it's safe. So, you know, the catch twenty-two is if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. <laughs> I, the thing about Italy, I like I said, I, I'm like you. I don't really get into politics, but the 
demographics of the people that died? Were they all old? Were they very young? We don't know. You well, know, uh, so I think the person gets it, but there's also a lot of people that have gotten this and then have recovered from it too. Well, the term that I hear a lot of people and what the World Health Organization is talking about is really flattening the curve. I'm sure you've heard of this. And it's this hospitals just don't have the capacity to take a bunch of people at one time. So if we can if we can all stay home as best we possibly can, I don't think they're saying that that's going to stop it, but hopefully it's going to slow it to where the people that do get sick can go to a hospital and they don't have to make a decision to say, we have two respirators and we have seven people here. You five get to die. You know, like, how do they do that? And if they... Nobody it, wants to make that decision. Nobody wants to make that my, decision. My wife, uh, I'm sorry, she has an immune disease. So her body doesn't, you know, have her own immune system. She has to... The hospitals told her, do not come in. <laughs> you know? So... They're telling people not to come to the hospital. Mm. You know, you don't. You know, colleges. Everybody's shutting down. Question is, when is enough? You know, um, as you said, three hundred people died. Okay, how many people are there? How many people die each day? With you know, you hear the drunk driving things. I'm not. I'm not supporting pro or against. If you're talking about breathing, whatever. I don't think there's a way around this. If it doesn't. It needs to suit itself out or what they say pandemic you know they're you know if you're driving to the gas station you're still got a chance of getting it as you do at work or cooking or being a hostess or a greeter anything like that everyone's susceptible no matter what they do pharmacies are staying open you know those are major things but people can't you know i'm I, i'm broke just on a different level you know, I can't miss two days of work. Yeah. You know, these poor people that now might be out for, everybody might be out for weeks. The question is, what are people, what's the government or the people going to do for them? Well, because, you, know, you know, people that lost their jobs, hopefully temporarily, there's no answer because there's no job for them to go to anywhere because everything's shutting down. Well, I, I, I put a link out there today. I said, Sign up for Uber Eats if you're if you're out there. That's yeah. the that seems to be the thing right now. That I mean, you can at least start delivering food, and I think you can make decent money. Sign up for Uber Eats and then get that going. I don't think driving Uber's safe job to do either right now. But I mean, if you're in the car by yourself, walking to a restaurant, grabbing food, taking it to somebody's front porch, that's you're mitigating that pretty. I mean, and that's going to be a really busy business. That's one of the reasons why I want to do this podcast. Is if you're a restaurant person and you're displaced right now, and you don't know what to do, hopefully I can get some smart people on this show to talk about what you can do. Let's be positive. What can you do? And I, what, what about making sealed meals? That's a, a sealed meal to come pick up. Yeah. You know, you can do that. You know, the, the one thing I heard this morning, which kind of blew me away, was we mandate our truck drivers in this country that they can only drive for so long. Because they get tired and might have an accident. Guess what has been lifted? The hours that they have to drive in. Now there's no law. They can drive as many hours as they want. That's because scary. Because deliveries have to be made. So we can drive as much as we want to make as much as we want. That makes it just as dangerous. So you're saying that restaurant workers can go get their CDL? And there's lots of, <laughs> lots of, lots right of work now, out there? Uh, <laughs> the work right now is at, the, at almost every 
supermarket is hiring right now <laughs> because yeah. they're stocking the shelves. They're closing earlier to stop, restock shelves. You know, the Kroger by our, by our house actually has a, de- uh, as you walk in, there's a table with san- sanitary wipes and then uh, fill an application and they'll hire you almost on the spot. There you go. It's, it's ridiculous. I think but, we, uh, we swallow our pride right now in these times and... The job's if, a job, man. If you need, you know, if you right need now, to make money... I'm washing dishes, mopping floors, doing pots. Amen. Just make sure I have a job, you know. And we've all, as chefs, have all washed dishes before in our life. I guarantee you. <laughs> you know. And I'm sure servers have done all this stuff. But right now, you know, we had, you know, on Saturday, unfortunately, I had an employee come, you know, they refused to do something. Because for a while, the employee felt like you owed them something for working for you. You know, and they, when they told me that, there's the door. Every other employee, hey, what do you need done now? You know, people are realizing what's happening. You know, they're, the people that work with me that stayed, they understand what they have to do. You know, and they're like, we're just thankful to have a job. And you know you what? Know? And do you, do you, all you hear in this business in this town is it's so hard to find workers. And people right. are, you know, it's really interesting to me. And I, I may get some flack for this comment right here, but... I hear so many restaurant workers, well, I'm just going to leave this job or I'll just quit. Everybody's hiring. And you go, right now, we had to make a decision this morning with a couple of my clients. We're talking about who gets shifts right now because everything's dead. Well, the people that have really done a great job and have worked here the longest, those are the people that get the shifts and loyalty and all that stuff goes a long way. The people that have great attitudes that are willing, that have never said, that's not my job. The ones who will get their hands dirty, that will hustle, that will do all the stuff they do. Those are the people right now in these type of situations you can't plan for that are having better opportunities. I mean, and I'm not, that's not everywhere, but that's it's a it's a good testament to hustle when you can. Brandon, that is the best line. That's the best statement I've heard in a long time. And that is so true. You know, and uh, the people that take care of us in time of need, they're the ones that are going to help us out. You know, we have a, you know, we were look, we've been looking for a cook, and we pay well. I'll be perfectly honest. We pay well. We've been looking for a cook for two months. And you either couldn't find one to pass a drug test or one that actually wanted to work. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but now it's like the market's flooded. The only thing that will happen when this turns around is you could probably have the pick of the litter of the people you actually want. Everybody's looking, and, and people will realize what it was like. And I think we're going to get better workers out of this. You know, I also think that if you're a restaurant owner right now, you got to be looking at how you're treating your people, what you're doing, because yeah. you know, texting people, telling them they're laid off, or a personal phone call to let them know that hey, look, this is a heartfelt decision we've made. You know, using the food that you have, like you said, to feed people. Doing all the things that really good people, being good to your people. I mean, everything that we do is about people, right? I mean, it's it's all about right. the people. And right now, the restaurant owners and people that are doing this the right way, I'm not going to name any names, people that aren't doing it the right way, but the people that are doing it the right way are the ones who are going to have the choice of the best people when this thing comes back. They're going to want to come back. They're going to go, they these stories are going to get out and people are going to say, Hey, look, I've got a lot of talent and I worked at this place. We had to close. But all I keep hearing about is XYZ restaurant, how they took care of their staff. And 
I want to go work for that guy. And I think all of this stuff resonates around this community and it's pretty strong. I mean, I think that this is where you find out what you're made of. And everybody that uh, we had to let go today, I personally sat down one-to-one. They got the letter, but then also a handwritten letter from me with the business card of all my contacts. You know, hey, and then I asked for their email. We didn't have it. So they'll be updated through our work too, you know, for, you know, just so they feel like there is not a severed tie, you know, because they all felt like there were severed ties. Yeah. But they understood, but, you know, and they all, because of those little human emotions, which is, you know, not the biggest step in the world, but hey, look, I care. And, you know, it was very emotional. I mean, for me to have to let those people go, it broke me up inside. Through Ichigo, it was, this could happen, but you didn't know. And then when all the, like you, like you said, when all the sports teams stopped happening, that was a wake-up call. Now everybody's on the bandwagon. We're stopping. We're stopping. We're stopping. And, you know, I'm just, uh, well, the owners have a responsibility to their staffs. The staff has a responsibility to their owners. You know, it goes both ways. You well, know, uh, I will, I will always remember you, Matt, as somebody for me, in my formidable years in this business, in the sales side of things, when I was coming up in the produce world, I there was nobody that scared me more than you, but then once I think I showed you a little bit of hustle, and it was almost as if once I proved myself to you, there was also nobody that taught me. I learned a lot of stuff from a lot of really great chefs, and I'm very blessed to be in this city for a long time and work with a lot of people. But you're one of the people that showed me that you have to have standards. You treat people the way that you want to be treated. And while while you were very firm and you had high expectations, you're always one of those people that was incredibly fair, would always offer me food, was always incredibly generous with everything you did. I loved seeing you at events all the time. Always a, a handshake with that, that hurt my hand, and I'm not a small guy. One of the stronger people I've ever met in my life. But I've just always really enjoyed working with you. And I've, when I saw you message me saying, hey, I'd love to talk to you on your, your podcast, the one thing I wanted was, if you want to talk about a genuine Nashville chef who's been doing this in Nashville for a long time, you're the guy. And I just want to thank you so much for spending some time with me today. And I can't wait for the rest of the, the city of Nashville to get to hear your perspective on what's going on. Thank you. And in answer to what you just said, the biggest thing for you was you didn't give up. And then if something was wrong, you never once made an excuse. You said, I'll fix it. That's the biggest part of the world. I'll fix it. And you did. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's what makes all the world is you're just not another number. You know, because I remember you you could sell ice to an Eskimo. You know, it wasn't a problem, but you valued the customer, and that's what we got to do is value our customers. And I appreciate you letting me have this talk with you. Yeah, man. Well, let's get together and have some coffee sometime. And um, again, thanks a lot. Hopefully this thing will smooth over. I mean, I'll be praying for you, man. I know that this whole city needs some prayers. And um, and yeah, man, let, let's let's catch up. Thank you, and best of luck to everybody out there that hears this. I'm telling you right now, we all need it. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. Another friend of mine that I haven't talked to, and as I started thinking about it, I think I said in the podcast 25 years, but it has been 30 years. We went to the fourth grade together in 1989 when I moved here. Uh, Sam McGee has uh, just kind of been a staple around this business in this town for a long time. Another positive dude 
that uh, it was great to catch up with. So I hope you enjoy uh, my talk with Sam. So be sure to take care of Sam. Get over there and um, get your vegan food for your family. Uh, my next person is a friend of mine named Ian Dunn. And Ian, I used to work at a restaurant in Brentwood with Ian for a short amount of time when I was like 21 years old. Uh, we kind of hung out, partied a lot. He was one of the guys who would hang out with me back in the day when I had the idea for this podcast before we knew what a podcast was. So Ian lives in New York now. He's an actor, and I thought it would be really interesting for everybody here in Nashville to get kind of a New York perspective. I talked to Ian today, and um, here you go. When they're, you know, they're suspending them or they're suspending classes indefinitely and stuff like that. You can prepare for it when you know it's coming in the summer and stuff like that, but when it happened in a matter of a few days, it was just something I'd never seen before, and it just, it dries up quick. It just, you know, it just kind of, but we've uh, we've decided to kind of switch over to going to re- meals prepared to eat. Um, we're going to offer vegan and gluten-free options, and um, the response so far, we just started teasing it, has been uh, pretty uh, overwhelming, so now we're working with some food uh providers and people to deliver and whatnot so we're trying to get all the strings ironed out and hopefully get it rolling by Wednesday or Thursday. So what you're doing is you're taking your business model which was coffee, vegan food, local farm um, farm to table products, right? Yeah. And now since right. you don't you don't have you, people can't come in. The mayor said, "Hey, we've got to put down a half of your people can come in and Really, the responsible thing to do is to not have people come into the building right now. So you're now going to start doing prepared foods that you're going to be selling like full meals for people, families of four, five, six, whatever. However many people and they want to do it. You know, we're going to try to give them a pre-order the day out. And uh, we just sent some test ballots and our test menus out and everybody seemed to enjoy them. So we're uh, just hammering out the stuff with Square and, you know, uh, we're working with, trying to get with DoorDash, maybe Uber Eats, better you know, obviously they're getting a lot of calls right now. So um, just to try to, you know, get keep us, you know, we just got to stay afloat. I, you know, I, I feel like this is probably going to be a two or three month deal. And then hopefully, as we always do, we'll rebound nicely. I hope. As you start this thing, I think there's a general process as we get going and go, okay, how big is it going to be? And I think we all started talking about, hey, if it gets to this point, we'll do this. If it gets to this point, we'll do this. Obviously, Thursday, everything closed. NBA, MLB, uh, all concerts are canceled. March Madness is canceled. We go into this weekend, and I think that everybody in this business has started to identify that they need to make some changes pretty rapidly. When did you realize, and what was the first thing that you did when you realized that this wasn't this wasn't a fad and that this is going to get worse and... Would, are you retaining your staff? What is the first thing you've done? Uh, we, we, we did. We, we did have a meeting. And, I, you know, being as small as we are, my staff, there's only six of us total, so it was a little easier to get everybody together. Um, but we had a meeting, let them know that, you know, I was going to talk to ownership, and ownership has assured us that they're going to they're gonna support us do this, and, you know, they're going to make sure. A couple of my employees have another job that, anyway, so... They're working with their job on that end as well to try to get some extracurricular things going as we are. But all my staff, you know, I have six wonderful employees that have all learned how to cook and prep, and now they're excited about learning and getting to prep some new stuff, you know, other than our normal menu. So they're actually 
kind of excited about the challenge, and I couldn't ask for anything better, you know? That's amazing, man. Given, given, given the circumstances, you know, you gotta, you gotta do, you know, we had, we had, to, we had a couple of them that, or one girl that works for us, their house, uh, they lost power for a week because of the tornado, and they're getting married this week, and then they come back to all of that, so, but we've been keeping them in the loop, and they're doing a much smaller wedding than originally anticipated, but you know. Wow. I think that's what we're all going to have to do for the time being is learn to adapt and adjust. And if the restaurant business has taught me anything, is learn to adapt and adjust or you're just going to fall on your face, you know? Well, see, so that's a that's such a empowering message that you're giving out because there's not one time I've heard you blame anybody or anything for this. You're saying... If you've been in this business for a long time, the only thing I think that we know in this business that is certain is that it's going to be uncertain. And you've got to be able to be flexible and adaptable and be able to move and pivot on a on a dime. So, I mean, two weeks before, I mean, a week and a half ago, we had a tornado come through here. You guys are in the Belmont area, but that didn't really affect you. How did that uh, fare? What did you guys do? Well, you know, I mean, it, was, it happened on my day off and... I never, I hardly ever take the early part of the week off, but I get a text message from my guy that just said, Makai is all right. And I'm thinking at 710, I hope so. We've only been open 10 minutes. And then I found out what happened. And so I got down there and we just made some breakfast and like everybody else got in the traffic. And I mean, it was, I mean, by the time we got there at 1030, hundreds of people, Martins were sitting up like all your people that you, you thought you might see were out. I mean, it was just, it was unbelievable. We got into the cafeteria at the school, and they were just, I mean, they had supplies filling up. And this was by like 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it, was, it was amazing. It was truly, truly, absolutely amazing. Wow. You know, the community came together. It was so unbelievable. I represent, I work with a couple of restaurants there in the Germantown area, and I was out there that morning, and just seeing everybody come together was just... Yeah, I mean... It was just, we lost a big part of our city that day, but we we showed we showed even a better part. We, you know, that's how that that area of town always reminded me of like the last true one of the last true parts of Nashville had a little bit of touch up to it, but it was still pretty like pretty much how I remembered it. So wow. it was it was amazing to see, man. Let me ask you another question. So coming back to current time. Um, vendors that you're using you know and the, and the tornado kind of reminded me that we had cisco kind of lost their warehouse for the time being i know they've been scrambling to get stuff together but you use local farmers and some local vendors right yeah i got a guy uh, uh ken drennan that i've been using for years that lives out in Aspen city got some of the best products around that i've ever used and he gets me my eggs my chicken my beef my pork he kind of gets it all for me out there nice um, and he's been able to supply you with everything yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much all my proteins except for my catfish. I get that from uh, Carolina Classics. That's the one of the bad avocados and lemons are just, those are the three things I just get from somewhere else, you know. All right. But, um, you but, can't yeah, find that you know, local avocado we, grower? <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, if I meet one, they're going to be rich. <laughs> I never thought avocados would be the thing that would trip me up so much in my culinary career. Man, they do sometimes. I sold produce for 13 years in Nashville, and uh, between between avocados, bananas, and tomatoes, uh, I had two heart surgeries. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I can feel it, man. I feel it. 
Well, so let me say, you are at Cafe Mackay, and uh, uh-huh. it's at 1210 Wedgwood. If people wanted to order family-style meals, how would they, how would they do this? You can, we're going to have a, a link to our, our meals popping up here in the next day or so, and it'll be on cafemackay.com. That's simple, and it's just a, a simple thing we do up there. And, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. And like I said, I appreciate you. Spell that out. It's, what you're doing, man. It's Cafe uh, Mackay. How do you spell that? Uh, C-A-F-E and then Mackay. M-A-K-A-I. So that's C-A-F-E-M-A-K-A-I for anybody out there that wants to call Sam, check in with him, support his local business. Um, this is a guy that's been in the Nashville restaurant business for 25 plus years and is clearly out there doing everything he possibly can. Remaining positive using local vendors and supporting his community in every way he can. And Sam, I really appreciate it's good catching up with you, dude. I, I we gotta have coffee sometime. I'll come by and see you once we're actually able to Absolutely. stand closer tell than the, six feet together. Tell the family hi. Tell the family hi for me. I most definitely will, man. And uh you stay safe and it was good talking to you. You too, buddy. And it sure is great catching up with Sam McGee. Uh, literally went to like the fourth grade with Sam, known him my um, my whole time I've lived here in Tennessee. So if you can get out and support Cafe Mackay, good people doing good things for each other. So um. I'm here right now with Sam McGee, and he is the chef and general manager of Cafe Mackay at 1210 Wedgwood. And Sam, thank you so much for joining us here on Nashville Restaurant Radio. Uh, gosh, man, it's been a long time since I've spoke to you. How long have I known you? 25 years? <laughs> About 25 years, yeah. I grew up with most of the family. Wow. Absolutely. Um, so, you've been in the restaurant business for how long? 26 years? 25 years? We're, we're all right here yeah. together? Yeah, I started, started when I was 15, just turned, about to turn 41, so yeah, right at it. So, tell me, time, tell me what, what you guys are experiencing right now. I mean, obviously, we've got this coronavirus is happening, but... What are you uniquely going through? Well, we uh, I'm in a position that I've never been in, and I thought I'd pretty much seen it all in the restaurant business, but I've never worked where so much of my business has been told that they shouldn't come back to school or, you know, being right between Belmont and Vanderbilt right there. Um, so I've never had, like, a mass exodus, you know, other than, you know, seasonally for schools and whatnot, and you usually plan for that, but this escalated so quickly. <laughs> Yeah, it's good talking to you. I, we we haven't spoke really audibly. We used to work together at a restaurant in Nashville, what, like 17 years ago? Yeah, 2003. And so you moved to New York, and what have you been doing in New York? Uh, I'm an actor and and a bartender. <laughs> actor? But yeah, that's, uh, that's, my, that's my life. What have you been in? Tell the tell the people in Nashville, what uh, what have you been acting in? What, what could we see you in? Well, I do a lot of television. Um, actually, there's a new show on HBO called The Plot Against America. I'll be in the third episode of that uh, on March 30th. I'm also in an upcoming episode of Bull. Uh, also, I think maybe on the same day. Is that the same week? Oh, wow. Um, as a playing New York police detective. Um, I'm in another show called Mrs. America on FX. I think that I'm in the second episode of that. Um, that'll be on April 22nd, I believe, or maybe April 29th, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of what I, it's kind of what I do. 
So you're like a lot of people in Nashville, um, but you're in New York, so you're doing acting, and you also work in the restaurant business on the side because acting probably doesn't pay all the bills. New York is not cheap to live in. And right. so you work in a restaurant, you work in hospitality also, which a lot of people in Nashville are musicians, songwriters, and they work in restaurants kind of as a side gig too. And the coronavirus has come now and it's changed everything. And while we're in Nashville, we're experiencing it almost on a delay that the major cities are experiencing it. You're there. You've been let go of your job. What's what's the latest? What's happening? Give us the, the pulse on what's happening in New York City. Uh, well, honestly, it's pretty weird out there, man. Um, I haven't been on the subway since Tuesday evening because um, I didn't work shifts uh, since then. I was supposed to uh, work yesterday. Um, we all got laid off yesterday, so we could then file for unemployment. I am lucky to work for a... Uh, in a hotel bar, so the hotel can, you know, kind of take care of that for its employees. We got fired, so we can hopefully be rehired in the future when all this is done. So how did that um, go down? Did you get a phone call? The mayor just uh, said that we might have the plan for a shelter order within 48 hours, which means we wouldn't be able to really leave the house except for um, essential needs, like maybe going to the grocery store. So... Um, it's a little strange out there. People are, for the most part, keeping it together. Um, everyone, there's a lot of solidarity out there, uh, which is good. But the vibe is, is definitely a little creepy. And, uh, you know, New York City is probably the most densely populated city in the United States. And uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's pretty sparse out on the streets, i got to say. You know, it's interesting because in Nashville... Well, you're looking at the perspective of it being sparse on the streets. I'm sitting right now, I'm in my car, and I'm about to walk in to a restaurant here in East Nashville, and I'm right at Five Points. And I'm literally looking at five buildings that are gone. I mean, we here in Nashville... Because of the tornado. We had a tornado, like, the week before last. And I'm looking... Two weeks? Two weeks ago. I mean, I'm looking right at Burger Up right now, and it's gone. I'm looking at... The, the juice thing is gone. The um, skateboarding shop, it's gone. There's buildings right in front of me that are just gone. I mean, we've gone through some devastation here. And this one-two punch, this coronavirus, is uh, it's a tough one. Yeah. Where we need people out gathering to help put, you know, clean up yards, which we had an amazing people do that in the past two weeks. Now everybody's told to stay home. So, I mean, this it's... We're kind of hitting a one-two punch here. Yeah, definitely. I was uh, I was thinking about that uh, just today as I was outside, feeling you know lucky that we didn't have any natural disasters. Just this uh, this very odd Twilight Zone sort of. It is like thing going on right now. <laughs> it is like Twilight Zone. Do you have any opinions? I mean, so you're out of the job. How do they How do they do it? How do they? email no excuse me i got a call from my manager that said hey we just got laid off um i'm calling to officially lay you off so you can file for unemployment they won't dispute any of it um hopefully in a couple of months or whenever these things subside we can rehire you and uh i'm really sorry and good luck and it was pretty quick because i think the manager had to probably call you know 
fifty employees. I don't know how many. I'm not sure how many people work there, but it was it's a lot of people. Mm. At least twenty between twenty five and fifty. So I mean, they're they're probably not you're probably not getting called for casting calls right now, and then they're, everything oh, no. is shut the down. The production industry has shut down. The theater industry is shut down. Broadway is shut down, um, and that was all kind of large scale, and then moving to smaller scale. Because first it was Broadway, anything over five hundred, you know, gatherings of five hundred people. Then uh, it just became kind of apparent that even large gatherings that are still smaller than five hundred weren't going to happen um, film productions are shut down because a lot of these crews on TV shows are 50, 100 people that are working in a sound stage or you know, on location so they basically finished out whatever episode they're working on it, and it's cut until further notice wow. and that's you know also a huge industry here in the city so what are you going to do what are your plans well I, uh, I found unemployment and um, I applied for a grant from the uh, bartenders association. It's kind of been going around on the uh, on the internet. Um, I believe it is called, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I can uh, pass it on to your listeners. Uh, it's a beeper. It is called the United States Bartenders Guild Emergency Grant Program. Um, I think you can apply for up to $2,500. I applied for that the other day. Um, hopefully that will, some of that will come through. <laughs> I heard ja- I heard Jameson threw $100,000 $100, into that. I think it's $500,000. $500,000, yeah, that's even better. Yeah, so um, I've seen there are uh, some Google Docs going around where you can sign up and put your Venmo on. I've already gotten $15 of random Venmo payments. <laughs> Hey. From just totally random people, um, you know, it's not a lot, but it's you know, it's just, it's nice, and it's kind of this uh, we're all in this together kind of thought. So, which you know, it's uh, it's a tough time, and so we all we all need each other right now. So it's good to even have that from strangers. You know what I mean? For sure. All right. Um, well, thank you so much for spending a couple minutes. I think that all the people in Nashville that hopefully are listening to this can know that it's not just us here that are dealing with this. It's people in New York who are actors and are working in hotel, restaurant, bars that are saying, sorry, you no longer have a job. And um, I think it's a, it's a, it's good to know that there's not, it's not just our towns right now with the tornado. It was Nashville strong and I feel like we're kind of America strong now like all of us coming together for this needs to be and and I I'm just curious to see what's going to happen over the next few weeks I mean yeah I'm I'm curious as well I would I would advise uh, your listeners to watch what's happening in the bigger cities because it's probably going to spread to the smaller ones as well as my guests hopefully it won't have to come to that but um, you know stay together be good to one another and uh, hopefully we'll come out stronger on the other side, right? Uh, that's that's the goal. Well, thank you so much, Ian. I really appreciate you joining me today, and um, best of luck it was to my you. Pleasure, and I hope... and it was great, great uh, having the chance to talk to you again after so long. Thanks, buddy. All right, take care, man. All right. So there it is. Um, three friends that I haven't got a chance to hang out with in a super long time, and. Uh, Thank you so much to Matt Simons for taking the time. Thank you so much to Sam McGee for taking the time. 
and Ian Dunn all the way from New York City. Um, I've been hearing from a lot of people. I've been getting a lot of feedback for this podcast, and I'm going to get as many stories as I possibly can out to you guys as quickly as I can, and hopefully we can build some solidarity here. And if you're somebody who's out there who has a unique idea, you're somebody who wants to do something to help out your community, give me a call. Message me on our Facebook page, which is Nashville Restaurant Radio um, at Facebook. And let me know. Instant message me. My name's Brandon Still, S-T-Y-L-L. Look me up on Facebook. Send me a message. Uh, I love to hear your story. But let's be positive. Everybody stay happy, stay stay healthy, and love one another. Um, this is probably going to get worse before it gets better. But um, like I said, connect with an old friend. It was so nice talking to these people. And um, I hope you guys are well. Love you. Take care.